0: She's
1: 90, 90, just it all hang out oh, she's a ladies and gentlemen welcome back to <laughs> fit fed pod I am husky but I am sitting with a great man a great man who is uh, who has lost 20 kilos I lost 20 kilos with him and he is Excuse me. 30 30 30 kilograms. And he is—he's killing it. He's nailing it. Uh, his addiction is phenomenal. He loves running. He's—he he, to, to be honest, he's mastered the three R's. Please welcome the one and only dual Chasinger. singer.
0: Hello. First, so many issues I have with this intro. Thank you very much. Uh, firstly, um, so I guess we call you Husky for the rest of the epi- episode because you didn't actually say your name even once. You said, "Hello, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Husky." So okay, all right, Husky. Um, secondly, what did you say? I'm the master of three R's.
1: Yeah, the, you're the master. You don't know what the triple R thing is. You've mastered the triple R. Tell me. Running, riffing, and rooting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hook,
0: line,
1: and sinker. (laughs) We've got one here. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's so good. I genuinely did not see that coming. Um, Yeah, look, running, yes, we have a lot to talk about. Um, I'm a week out of the marathon. Well, like uh, we're recording on a Friday, Friday, October
1: the 4th. Two kilometres.
0: Yeah. 42 kilometers and but here's. Uh, should we get into this for at the top Ben? yeah
1: um
0: a listener shane shout out to shane who'd say we call him shano we do okay we do <laughs> okay we call him shano and uh he sent us a, a message saying hey osha podcast just dropped uh, about uh, the science behind dieting uh have a listen and i listened to it and i got you to listen, well, to, yes, it so we well. listen
1: to it and as well and i
0: almost would say hey any listeners who are listening now? Maybe pause this episode now and go <laughs> listen to that, and then come back to us. I genuinely
1: yeah, do. You agree with that? I totally agree. Right. If if you do do it, download. Uh, I've only started listening to his podcast, and, uh, and I've, I've never picked, heard. This is my first episode of his.
0: that I I'll pick and sure.
1: choose. Um, Briggs pick and had one. Cheese? Uh, Pick and choose. Um, I listened to a great one with uh, Briggs. Uh, That's a great podcast with Osha, just talking about, um, you know, just uh, creativity and finding that flow. Yes. Um, But this one was really interesting. Um, So it's
0: about, yeah, the science of dieting and essentially why – Diets don't work. So pause our episode.
1: Pause that. <laughs> Go so pause sh- I
0: mean, I mean. To be fair, Osher is this multi, like you know, empire of podcasting. He doesn't yeah. need any more listeners no. necessarily, but and he's,
1: and he's doing but, okay on television. I think he's doing fine. <laughs>
0: but this is how much I kind of. Uh, valued that episode uh, yeah. to the point that I'm willing to sacrifice our listeners to take a turn to go and listen to that yeah. and then come back to us. Okay, so here you go. Go out there, listen to that. Yep, have a listen to it. Uh, and Welcome we- back ladies and gentlemen to <laughs> Fitbed. You're listening to me, Dilrook Jaising and sitting opposite me is my one and only good friend Husky. Husky uh,
1: so we you sound listen- like a radio <laughs> radio duo. No Dylan, we don't. Dylan the Husky. Dylan the Husky <laughs> <laughs> Husk. Uh, Husk Rug. uh
0: so you, listen, so you listen to it and I listen to it you tell yeah. me uh, I told you as per usual don't tell me your thoughts before the podcast but you still told me anyway it's <laughs> yeah. frustrating but tell me again so you liked Osha but didn't like the, the
1: well guy n- well in the interview d- no I, no actually no no I take that back uh I did really enjoy the interview also because I started this week right uh the fast 800.
0: Right. So this is what I wanted you to listen to as like homework yeah. beforehand. So the to, hopefully you guys would have listened to it by now. The episode, but basically it's about why diets don't work. Why yeah. diets are quick fixes, and I felt like, um, well, before that, but, but you have a a thing that you're record, like filming soon coming up. Yeah, and you want to trim up for that particular. Very day. much so. What's yeah. the date for that thing?
1: The date will be the first of November.
0: So we are about a month off
1: A month off Right, yeah. okay,
0: okay, cool And so, so that's why I was like Oh, have a listen to this and tell me your thoughts Because I felt like this podcast with Osha Was something that summed up in an hour What I've been trying to explain Or trying to figure out for myself Over these last 75 episodes we've done together
1: Yeah, I totally agree Right But I reckon we need to preface, preface this with um, The gentleman What's the doctor's name again? <laughs> Shit <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Osha guy Nick something Nick Nick, 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 Nick. Nick Ferrer No Nick, Nick Mom. No, Like you keep talking You uh, keep talking I'll Nick look O'Donnell Stop looking Stop <laughs> What are you just googling Nick? What is wrong with you? just just oh. uh, Dr. Nick Fuller. Did you Not say Fuller? Fuller. Yeah, okay. I was going
1: to say Fung. but that's a, that's a Canadian doctor who does similar work L-L-E-R. in Canada. Okay, so. Um, so I just, so preface this because what's really interesting is his background, um, uh, for, you know, a handful of people won't have listened to Osha's podcast, but his background is he, uh, he's worked as a, a dietitian. he's a doctor, he's worked in nutrition, he's, uh, uh, and he started actually working on reality shows like The Biggest, the Biggest loser. loser. Yeah. Uh, and it's from then he used that research that now – he's now in the world of public policy. And I reckon that's – he works a lot with government. So his take on it is I reckon – like he's he's poo-pooing diets, which I think a lot of scientists have over the years, and there's a lot of research to say that diets don't work and that you always go in back – In the long term. In the long term. Yeah. You always go ba- back to your weight. But he – in his head, uh, I really think that he's also got the lens of public policy because there's one thing about changing people – uh, one by one, and you know, some diets work for m- some people, but only like, for instance, I think the great stat was uh, in the fasting, especially when he uh, looked at fasting, five two, even 16.8, like that window of fasting, he said that the people who actually achieve it and keep their weight off is around the 5%, which I thought was a really interesting fact that, you know, the actual successful outcomes of people after a year or two years in the fasting process is actually only 5%, which in my head, the way it's just boomed out. Why are you I- saying that's good? No, 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 no. Five
0: percent I, I, is tiny.
1: No, no, I, no. That's what I'm saying. Like those five percent people who who make it. The rest is 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 crazy. It's like it's, it's little to nothing. So I was kind of in because in the sphere of what you look at fasting, how it's like everyone's nailing it. Everyone's doing it well, and I see a lot of people achieving it. But I thought that five percent would be so much bigger. Like I thought it'd be maybe fifteen to twenty percent. I didn't think that fasting was that much of a success that it would be half the population. But no, it,
0: it's it's the opposite. You're saying you're not
1: no, 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 I think I'm confused. No, no, we're on the same part. Only five percent. Only. F- so my understanding was that only five
0: percent are successful in the long term yep. with diets, yeah. including things like fa- uh, intermittent fasting and and five two and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Which only five percent. Yeah, which is uh, no so good. It's so a shocking what did you figure. Think you thought it would be higher. You thought I thought it would people.
1: be. I thought it would be right. a bit higher. Right. And so when he was talking, which I kind of like because I worked in policy for a long time as well, is that his lens is just like trying to find a way in tune with governments to be able to then actually find how people can lose weight at a reasonable uh, in a reasonable timeline and keep it off. And I think that's I think there's nothing there was nothing new about what he was saying. I mean we read up on this and we look at it, but it's just like how do you do this from a public policy perspective to encourage the whole country to do it? And that's See, how I I didn't
0: hear anything to do with government.
1: Yeah, well, at the start, if you listen to his background, he works really Sure, good.
0: but what is the, the public policy approach doesn't make sense to me. Well, you when say? you do...
1: He no, no, I'm a, saying
0: in terms of what I heard, what did he say that had links to public policy? Well, No,
1: no, I was at the overall podcast where it's like he, it, rather than focusing, like he's focusing on the individual, but I felt like where he was coming from, he was also is trying... Is he
0: focusing? I feel like it was a group testing
1: I don't, it's hard to describe Like, I think you, you I, Yeah, keep going okay. No, I just I, I found so if, Okay, let's just establish
0: it quickly Which is that basically His idea is And this has been studies That have been done On Biggest Loser Contestants yeah. Which by the way I already was aware of About five years ago um, Ronnie Chang Comedian Ronnie Chang never, <laughs> never heard of him Never heard of him The Daily Show's <laughs> Ronnie Chang uh, Sent me an article uh, Where they did publish the research They found from testing Biggest Losers contestants Yeah um, And why um, Those rapid diets uh, Are detrimental To a lot of the contestants Because it fucks up their metabolism To such an extent So um if I've got the the science behind it correctly, which is the idea that, say, you're a morbidly obese person, say 150 kilos or whatever, you drop yep. it down to 80, your body had a certain work rate of its metabolism at 150 to try and you know maintain 150. But when you shock your body into losing so much weight so quickly, the metabolism gets scared that it's losing all these fats so quickly. It slows down to such an extent that you have to keep working crazy amounts of calorie burning yep. and calorie restricting in order to maintain... Even if so, the reason that so many of the Biggest Loser contestants would end up putting the weight back on. So they found that some of them, even to maintain like an excessive weight of 150 again, their metabolism was so permanently fucked that they had to... That was a pop, wasn't it? You know, yeah, like yeah, pop. yeah, Don't worry about it. But they had to... Basically, under eat and overexercise to maintain 150, like yeah. a bad weight, because that's how much their body has gone into a shock. So, they tested all these contestants post Biggest Loser, like I think like 10 years after they, um, they did the competition and realized all those people are permanently fucked. So, what they found but is. they say that-
1: permanently fucked, that they're just absolutely fat bags. Yeah.
0: But more. Do you not get the science behind it? Which is yeah, that, no, I yeah. get the science so behind it's like, it. Say you went to 150 and then dropped to
1: 70. Yeah, then you go. But then
0: when you go back to, to, to maintain 150, the metabolism thinks that yeah. your body's at like... Needs to like restrict down to like seventy kilo, like I like you. Because it just
1: shocks the body, and then the body just wants to get back to that plus yes. more, plus more, because it, it it thinks that this is the equilibrium. Now this is our norm. Because right. I can't imagine being like, like, like but also the psychological effects of going <laughs> one fifty to eighty and then going back to one seventy. You just it just would fuck with you. Yes, You'd fuck your body. Yes, but fuck it would fuck your head as well.
0: Yeah, and I forget the psychology of it. I've always thought about it. even I think when we had Jacques Barrett in, he ref- talked to about this. Aside, this idea about fat cells and how it like uh, yeah, yeah. expanded so much. We don't know if that's actually accurate, but this might be more of what this doctor was talking us to. Yeah. About. Uh, but what he was saying is, if you gradually lose the weight, yeah, and his uh, a, a suggestion is to lose two to three per month, yeah, then you hold off for a month, then you lose another two to three, and you hold off a month. So over a year, let's say, you can lose twelve kilos but it it feels like it's going slowly because it's only one kilo per month, essentially, right? If you lose two kilos per month and then take a break for one. So he says he uses, rather than having a U-shaped thing where you drop the weight and then you... Pull, pull it put it on again have yeah. it more like a step that goes you know you drop then you hold it for a little bit then you drop you hold it for a bit you drop and you hold it for and more. sometimes
1: you can go up a bit and then go down like but yeah but the the,
0: the rather than looking at it from week to week or day to day yeah. scales over a month if you can drop two to three and then hold that for a month and then yeah. drop two to three and then he talks about different methods of just changing your pattern now what i found was all the things he was saying was in line of everything we've always talked. Yeah, to. Anyone yeah. Anyone who has totally. always been fit and and healthy in their life, like you know, the people who talk about moderation and things like that, could people who was skinny but don't diet, that seems to be the uh consistent with those people's lifestyle, which is they have and enjoy their. Claire treats. Hooper,
1: Dave Thornton, right,
0: like. right. They'll have their treats and their blowouts and their drinking or whatever, but you know, they overall, they maintain a certain balance to their yeah. lives, right? So I think I found the podcast really difficult to accept because I'm so, <laughs> yeah. like, big. like I mean, I love a fucking spectacle. I love yeah. a bet. I love doing, you know, all this sort well, of shit. And we, but I think that it's hard for me to deny the science.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Because
0: we, you and I are good examples of it.
1: Yeah, and so that's – I love it. We've had exactly the same reaction. Because when I was listening to it as well, they were talking about, you know, that 12 kilos uh, – uh, that, you, you know, lose over a year. Now we've been able to do that where we've probably lost, you know, more than 12 kilos and then being able to, you know, my, like I've been dancing between the 100 and the 105s, sometimes dipping under 100, but I've never stacked on the, you know, back on the, the 10 or even the 20 or even more. So we've been able to do what he's saying that you shouldn't do. Do you know what I mean? I feel like he, well, it's... Like if you look at the, as, us and, as an example... I mean, we put those restrictions on us and we've been able to achieve saying what you can't achieve. So that's what I thought. I was like, I agree. Like, well, I thought about myself, right, it, when
0: I was listening to this podcast. Uh, so I lost, what was it, 35 kilos, I think, in something in five yeah. months and then maybe put on five. Yeah. Um, And I was listening, thinking, fuck, did I fuck my metabolism up uh, by doing that, by having yeah. such a rapid drop? And I don't know. This is me completely speculating. So I'll flag that at the top, yeah. you know, saying that this is just me thinking out loud. I don't know if this is accurate or not. But the problem with those rapid diets is that the body goes into – after a while, it free starts freaking out that there's not enough fuel coming in and you're burning a lot from exercising heaps. And that's why the metabolism goes into shock, right? My theory is that because I had the cheat day, once a week, my, my, my calorie intake would spike – Meaning that my metabolism would never settle. It was like, oh fuck, here comes all these uh, calories again. So we need to keep working hard. So I have a, I speculate that perhaps because I had that once a week binge, it never fully got into that shock mode where it was scared to yeah. and dropped itself to the point. So though, so we fast forward. What is it now? Eighteen months later since yeah. we started doing the bed, or twenty months maybe, that I've been able to maintain the. Um, the loss. Yeah. But I do have I think I've said this on the podcast before as well, my uh criticism of the cheat day if anything is the psychological difference. Uh the 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 psychological issue which is that it doesn't change my relationship with food. So long term speaking, I still because that cheat day is so mm. for me was so um gratifying and so large and so insane that that version that mentality about looking at food as this crazy indulgence that never goes away
1: yeah so you know
0: psychologically the cheat day isn't healthy from someone like me because once a week i give myself that freedom to behave in a irrational way i've got a question whereas whereas whereas, hang on so whereas in terms of biological, I feel like biologically it must have not fucked me up too bad. And that's why I was able to lose the weight and keep it off. But psychologically, as soon as I do get stressed or, and over time I'm getting better at it, of course, but you know, that's probably why I still have the capacity to eat
1: three pastas in one seat. This is, I was talking to our different Tommy Desolet last night about this, that sometimes when you do uh, post what you've eaten on a cheat day, do you like, if I was to eat that much now in one day, like, Mm. like, do you ever. Like, do you ever feel sick afterwards? No, because I don't. That's is the what's changed
0: about me from a year ago when I was doing cheat days. A Year ago when I eat cheat days, I would eat till I was grossed out and I couldn't move anymore. Yeah. Right. Whereas now I eat to my capacity, and it just turns out my capacity is. And the capacity is three
1: pastas. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. It's amazing. It's scary. I'm not <laughs> saying this like almost like how good am I? I'm like it is fucking wild to imagine that. It is wild. just because spine, your stomach, like the idea yeah, that your, your so stomach can. So what has happened in the last year then for my stomach? Well, how am I able to? put away three pastas in one sitting and a tiramisu and an entree burrata and still like go for a fucking 10k run afterwards like do you know what I mean like yeah so I'll say this if in all honesty say the third pasta would be like oh I don't really need it you know like I, I, I could if I was being sincere I'd go oh okay I I don't really want to order it. or like I mean, I can live, survive without yeah. it or whatever. Or,
1: or let alone but, cook it. <laughs> what? I don't even know what that means. Uh, but, what is a kitchen? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. But no, I mean, so I, when I ordered that, well, I went with Dassler for dinner. Was he talking about that?
1: When no, no. We're talking to... about like you, you made like two full pizzas or something ridiculous like that. There was like this post. And, and I remember seeing the same post just going, if I ate that, I'd <laughs> be so sick.
0: Yeah, so I'm not. And <laughs> but I, I, I would say the third pasta is not necessary, but I'm not uncomfortable either. Yeah. So it's like I could have stopped at two and been fine. But I was yeah. like, oh, I think I've got a bit more room. So I gave the third one a go. And it was not like I was walking out going, oh, my God, my stomach's about to burst. I'm like, la, 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 yeah. having a great time. But... That is an issue in itself. That's why I feel like the cheat day never really fixed my psychological relationship with food. Oh, it's, totally. Look, over time, I'm getting better at it, like I said, you know? But biologically, I feel like that's why the cheat day was beneficial because it never put my body into a shock of going, oh, this is where we're in starvation mode now and we're going to, you know, lower our metabolism to the point where we're going to retain as much fat as we can. Yeah. So in your case, um, like I feel like for both of us, we've necessarily found it, you know, a challenge to maintain as
1: well. Yeah, you? I totally agree. So that's where listening to the podcast and having one week of doing fast eight hundred.
0: So now tell me about fast.
1: 800. So fast eight hundred is, uh, and we've t- I've talked about it before. Uh, I got to meet the great man Michael Mosley. He gave me a copy of his book. Uh, Maya read the book and my partner and was a bit blown away about it. Uh, You know, it's all backed up with science. She's never read a book like that. She didn't read the 5-2 diet book. She just read it. She really liked his approach. We watched a couple of episodes on BBC uh, where he tests everything on himself. And so we were like, Maya's like, Maya's never done anything like this, and she said, "Well, you know, let's do something together." And I was like, and "I was a bit dubious because the first it goes into three stages, right? And the first one, which when you listen to the podcast, uh, the first one is about uh, counting calories. Now, I've never counted calories. I've never done it. Like I've maybe done it once ten years ago, but it just didn't work. And so I was like, you "Okay, did
0: five two, isn't that five two counting calories?"
1: Yeah, but, uh, but then again, it's like, you know, on the other days, you pretty much don't eat. That, that's how I did. I didn't even count calories. I just didn't eat for those two days. So it's not really counting. Okay. So um, so then it was just like, okay, well, what's different about this book compared to the other one? So what's been really interesting, and Maya and I have never done this together, was also I've gone through that process of fasting. You know, even, you know, even the long fast or a day here, I built up to that big three-day three day one. But with Maya, it was funny to watch her actually experience it for the first time, like actually having to count stuff out, work out what it's been done, because in this in this approach, I was like, oh, God, counting calories, how's, this is not sustainable. But then I was like, no, read the whole book. It's not just about that, okay? It's not, you know, you just count calories. Count calories is one stage of three to where we want to end up in a year. And I was like, oh, okay. So he's actually, it's not about just counting calories for the rest of your life, because that's, like, I agree, it's not sustainable, like. Maybe for some people, it can be, but when you've got a family and measuring things out, you just can't do it. You just can't do it. So what we're doing is and we're in the first stage where uh, my account's calories for two weeks, and I'm doing it for four weeks, and then we're done. then we're done. We're, we're just then we do the eight hundred calories a day. Uh, we're measuring it uh, and then Wait, we
0: what? Sorry. You went a bit, or so what's the first two weeks for her and first four weeks for you? Is you got to eat 800 calories a day?
1: Yep, that's what we're doing. So it's okay. pre- we're pretty much what we're doing is pretty much eating so vegetables. So that's the first
0: part about the... the
1: yeah. Depth. So once you get to the certain mate that you want to lose, and it is rapid weight loss, there's no denying about it. It's rapid weight loss in that because you are reducing your intake, but you are replacing it with a lot of vegetables. That's pretty much what we've been eating because vegetables have little to no calories. You are just eating vegetables with probably a fair bit of grains and wild rice and then, you know pack it with protein. That's pretty much, which, you know, there's nothing new in, you know, they talk about that in the podcast, vegetables and protein. That's what you need with a bit of calcium. That is a healthy. And if you can maintain that for the rest of your life, then, you know, the people What happens
0: in four weeks for you.
1: So in four weeks, then you uh, slip back over into a version of the five, two diet. So you, you, you expand your meal uh, and you expand your recipes. And then you, those two days are both just 800 calories. But then the other five days, you're eating normally and bringing more things back into your diet, but both healthy, uh, more conscious, and more conscious eating. He talks about that a lot. Like We really talk about not trying to eat on the go, really sitting there, eating your food, but that's the next stage. And you determine that as a family about how long you want to go through that stage, and that's also maintaining the weight. Uh, You might put a bit back on, but you want to maintain your weight that you've lost in that first rapid weight loss. And then you go through that. You might lose a little bit of weight throughout that period, which in most cases you do if you're eating healthy before you do the first fast 800. And then the final stage when you move that is you pretty much move into it ultimately what is a Mediterranean diet. Like that's pretty much all the research shows that the best one of the healthiest diets is a Mediterranean diet, which is, you know, a mix of vegetables, grains, you kind of stay away from the red meat, a glass of wine here and there. But that's, that's the diet that everyone raves about. Mm. That it's just like that sort of lifestyle. And it's also the lifestyle associated with the Mediterranean diet, but that, that ultimately by within a year that you've, pretty much as a family, and, I, and I'm focusing this as a family because the kids, not that we're doing fast on with the kids, but the idea that, you know, Tao's excited about wild rice with fish and, uh, and uh, roasted capsicum, for instance. Like, and so what we've found as a family doing this, uh, even then and it's only been one week, that uh, a lot of the food that we thought were healthy, like that we generally thought was healthy, that we're just replacing it with probably more whole foods than anything and then sort of that switch alone uh, from my and I embracing what food and intake from our energy perspectives but also what's been really exciting is we're just trying new food on the kids. And that's a whole new thing that we didn't know that was going to happen. That, Like, I'd never heard of wild rice. Have you heard of wild rice? Yeah. yeah I hadn't heard of wild rice. <laughs> and that the idea that that is so much better than white rice that is just done, you know, manufactured in the field, manufactured, but just gone crazy with GM products. So that alone, that's three-stage process. We're just right at the start, right?
0: Yeah, sure. Sure. And so, so give me the second part. So the phase two where you do, you'll go do a 5-2 diet. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, How long does that go for?
1: Uh, It really depends. You determine – in in this instance, I think we might – So in
0: your instance, let's use you as an example. So let's have you as our guinea pig for this podcast, on this podcast for this Fast 800 diet. So you started the diet what date? The start of this week, September 30th? Uh, Yeah, Monday. September 30th. Okay. And so you will then be on 800 calories per day. Yep. Until um, the 1st of... 31st of October. 31st of October. Okay. And so then from there you go down to 5-2. Well, so what happens yeah. on 5-2 is on two days a week you have uh, 800, uh, 800 calories. calories and the other five days, what's the go?
1: Uh, it's just normal Mediterranean meals pretty Mediterranean. much. Mediterranean. It has so, to be Mediterranean.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm being sincere. No, no, no. no.
1: Yeah. It, it could be a version, but pretty much it's just... Uh, where, where, p- where does ice cream come in? Uh, I'm not a big ice cream... Okay, think- cocoa Pops. When does that come in? Uh well probably not cocoa Pops, but probably bacon. Uh bacon No, uh, but like and say bread. you love cocoa pops. Yeah, Is cocoa pop's I... out for you now? No, well, Coco Pops has been out for like since we started the bet. Like, Cocoa well, Pops tell me
0: a tr- tell me a version of your uh, indulgences these days. What do you like? French to toast,
1: bacon with strawberries.
0: Okay, so when does that happen?
1: Uh, that would probably happen uh, on a Saturday morning.
0: So once a week, yeah. kind of Thing, right? Yeah. So you give yourself those rooms to have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. So not it's yeah. It doesn't have to be a Mediterranean. No, no not okay. at all.
1: And so then, because um, um, it was funny, because in the podcast with the Ocean one, it was that great example where he goes. I can't have Tim Tim's in my house. Tim Tams. (laughs) Tim Tim's. Tim Tim's. (laughs) -tims. And I was like, yeah, I know that feeling. I can't have Coco Pops in the house.
0: Sure. And that's a psychological thing though. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, Okay, keep going. So then, uh, because I'm, I'm still, if you haven't noticed from my tone, I am extremely sceptical. Yeah, I, but me, I, too. I want you, me too. I want you to be successful. But my hesitance is because we've, I mean, and again, this is going to sound like a personal attack, but it's not. I yeah. hope you understand. I'm coming from a, yeah, a place does. of love. But like you more than anyone have tried Everything. so
1: many diets. So yeah. it's surprising to and me. And wa- I didn't want to do this one. And that's the thing. Like at first, it's not that I didn't want to do this one. I was like, oh, I can get back to under 100. Like, you know, it's that process. But it was so funny that when there's two of you and you want it and, and Maya really wanted to do it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not, I, I can be judgmental. And, and, and I agree. Like I was looking at this going, yeah, I did the 5-2. Yeah, work that's again. what
0: I'm saying. It's, you're going yeah. back to the 5-2 again. And, well, and, and
1: that's the thing. It's not the 5-2. That's what I like about it. It's, it's like, and he says that in his book. He goes, you know, when he wrote that, you know, seven years on, Man, science has changed. Oh, My different approaches have changed. Science hasn't changed, but the research has changed. Yeah, so it's that thing. where I was like, okay, we've well, got now a three-tiered approach about changing your lifestyle and your approach to healthy eating.
0: Okay, so let's finish the story. So then you go to uh, five two for how long? For um, you,
1: you personally. Well, it, it, the, what's the tri- plan? The, the trick will be when I start it. I think that'll be the what? The, well, because I, I only, I only want to get to a particular weight. Like I might. What lose, is your weight? What's if particular? I get to ninety four point five? So you want to get to ninety four point five?
0: Yeah. Uh, by have you so that's not necessarily in the first month that no, no, no that might right. happen afterwards, right, so. right so what's so the goal for this first eight, first month is only a date thing so you yeah, yeah, it's do only a date thing eight hundred per day yeah. for the first month, yeah and then uh, you go to five two till you hit ninety four point four five.
1: Is it maybe? Yeah, like what do you mean?
0: Maybe not. This is what I'm,
1: like well, th- this is the thing. It's like if, you know, if I get to that, I might want to stay on that. But it's also yeah. the combination between Maya and I. We don't want to. We want to be on the same page. So Maya might want to do longer for five two, mm. or she might want to do less. But what we want to do is we want to do it together. So it might not be at the perfect time for me, but we also want to make sure that what we're eating and what we're cooking, we're doing it together and we're making it fun and interesting. That's that's the big. I think that. That's a big one for us, because okay. So can I continue playing devil's advocate? Yes.
0: Um, so while that's all nice and it's exciting and it's yeah. new at the moment, uh, you know, because it's fresh in your mind, you know how life is. Yeah. Stressors come in from all over the place. Oh, you miss- go travel with work. Yeah. So what happens to you the next time you have to do go to Sydney for like four days in a row, and you know um, you're alone in your apartment in Sydney? Mine's got yeah. the two kids there. all that exciting things about cooking together and family and all that, that starts coming undone. Yeah. And that that
1: can happen and that's okay. Like that's totally fine. That can happen, but it doesn't mean that you're not on the path to wanting, again, it's like you you can have, you can have that. Like I had it where it's like, um, like I think back to, I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but if you fall back and you 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 have a bad day where you go over a certain amount of calories or in this instance, you, you binge a little, the fact that you acknowledge it, and that you don't go down that path and that you go, well, actually, tomorrow I'm going to make that healthy meal or I'm going to go to the supermarket and I've planned our meals for the rest of the week. That's fine. But what happens if the week that you forgot to plan? Yeah, That doesn't happen as a family. Like, you have to plan. Like, you can't okay. not plan. Okay,
0: sure, sure, sure. So, All right. Well, so then, okay, so then you do the five two. You don't know how long till.
1: No, no. But is it as
0: until you get to 94.5
1: or what? I, no. I think no, so. But what
0: does the book say for you? So then what's phase three?
1: Uh, so phase three is then uh, just moving into just eating normally and pretty much between a twelve hour window. So it, what happens is they you, you just pretty much eat in a twelve hour window and then the other twelve hours you don't. And so pretty much you eat. So intermittent fasting essentially to a degree, but pretty much what we're supposed to be doing anyway. Like you wake up at six. Uh, you eat breakfast and, you know, with kids it's actually feasible because you eat dinner at 5, 5.30 mm. and you finish at 6 yeah. and then, you know, you just keep the fluids up over that, you know, 12-hour period including rest. And that's pretty much what it is. It's a healthy diet and a it, well, healthy diet but a healthy food intake uh, within a 12-hour window. And okay. again, like we, we're not subjecting to this. kids. The kids eat whenever they want. They're hungry, they're growing sure, beings. Sure, sure. Well, can you take the kids
0: out of here. I'm, I'm just focusing on you. I'm not even focusing on Maya. I'm just focusing on yeah. you and your approach. So it'll be. Then from there you go to a uh, daily and then for the rest of your life,
1: essentially the phase three is just the rest Pretty of much. your life. And, um, it's, and still, it's funny. still confused it, sorry, as hang between
0: on. the transition from phase two to phase three.
1: Yeah. And I look, I'm new, like, I'm new to that as well. Like I'm, we're just trying to work out how that would happen. You know, when, cause it might happen naturally. That's what he talks about as well, that you actually, before you know it, you're just eating healthy every day. Mm-hmm. And those two days that you were then fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't happen.
0: So the thing I, I, like, I just say as yes. well
1: is what, I'm also excited. We've always talked about it. It's just, but it's, you have to be the level of organization and being able to do this because you're bringing heaps of whole foods in. And Maya and I ultimately would love to just live off our garden and live off whole foods and just eat that healthy lifestyle, which we've been wanting to do sure, for ages. No
0: one's denying those are all great things, right? My,
1: my, okay. but you have to be, yeah, and that's the thing. You have to, A, make it a priority. And that's the thing, like, I think what we've done is when we made that bet, we made losing weight and getting healthy a priority, right? And I think sometimes, especially, and that's what I felt when I was listening to the podcast is people just go diet, quick fist, here we go. That's why, you know, that amazing thing he said, what was the, <laughs> where some people will have by the end of their lifetime, will have done 61 diets.
0: <laughs> yeah. 61 diets. Just, just, what are
1: you up to? Uh, I reckon I've done all the big ones. So I reckon I've done at least eight. Yeah. I've if you think yeah light and easy weight watch like I've done you know I've done all of them I think mine's
0: th- I three that. really so mine's um 52 I tried it for a bit then I did um slow carb diet and intermittent fasting so those three and then what I do now essentially is intermittent fasting and slow carb like a combination of the two so, yeah so, yeah, so, so yeah. carb is slow carb is the one that where you don't eat carb, complex carbs and sugars for six days and have a cheat day on the seven that's the tim Ferriss diet
1: yeah uh, i love the term and- complex carbs
0: yeah, and <laughs> intermittent fasting is where you just don't eat, uh you know, you give yourself a window. So sixteen eight is what I did. So I yeah eat from from midday till. Do you still eight. do that now? Most of the time, yeah. yeah. Okay. I like, uh I found that while I was in Edinburgh it was too hard because I was going to bed at like five a.m. and you know waking up at like twelve o'clock <laughs> yeah. and all kinds of shit. So I took the di- I took the um, intermittent fasting aspect out of it. Yeah. Uh, And just ate when I felt hungry because I was so stressed and blah, blah, blah. Uh, What I've I've found is since I got back to Australia, I've been trying to get back into intermittent fasting, which I have now. But I found those first two days, again, a struggle. Like my body – so when I started doing intermittent fasting at the start of 2018 last year – um, by the time we started doing the bed, it was so natural to me. Like even on cheat day, I wouldn't eat till midday, like, you know, towards the end. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not hungry. I'm not going to eat if I'm not hungry. Um, whereas once in Edinburgh, once I blew it out again, my stomach got used to eating breakfast and eating all the time. Right? Yeah. But it only took like two days and I'm back to normal. Like say I haven't eaten, I won't eat till like, I don't know, today. Now it's kind of like 10 a.m. Yeah. I, don't, I won't probably eat till one o'clock and I'll be fine. Do you yeah, know
1: what I mean? so I think it, it, and it's really interesting because you've done that for years. I've never done that—not years, right? but like a year. Or yeah, so. A year. Yeah. So I've I've just started doing that as well. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I might just push out breakfast a little bit later, and I've been having around ten, ten thirty. But what's really interesting? So what you're saying is you
0: agree with me from episode one <laughs> when you said it's ridiculous, that's never going to work,
1: and it's all that but, shit. And then, I, I, and I always agree with you. But I'm listening to the podcast. was uh, just one, and he's talking about how you know his main aim is breakfast is the biggest meal of the day. Mm. That's the focus, and it needs mm. to be little and little and little until you get to bed.
0: Yes. So it's breakfast is the what they say eat like a king. Um, yeah. For lunch, eat like a prince, and then dinner as a pauper. One of the most fascinating things he said: this Dr. Nick. Foo- is that um, he said dinner is the most important meal um, socially speaking yeah that that's where families are together it's very vital like he finds that a really good time to bond with your family or if you're single listen to a podcast <laughs> 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 I think that he, but the idea is that that nighttime is an important meal but not from a calorie point of view from a yeah. calorie point of view it needs to be restricted so and that's to what counter. Sorry, keep going.
1: So, but that kills me because I agree with that. But because of our work, yeah, I quite often am not at meal time at home, yeah. and so and like and hearing that actually hurt hurt me a bit because I was like, ah, oh, like you know, I just had ten days. I mean, we had ten day holiday, yeah. and having meal times with those kids, and uh, and then you know, like I, you know, <laughs> I don't know if other parents do this, but I make up my own books. So yeah. we're up to chapter nine of uh, Edward and his superpowers, where I just read a chapter while we're eating. Uh, and but, I just make up the chapter as I go, and I just realized that that meal time, like I remember as a family, like like as a young kid, I used to do that with my parents, and that was the pretty much the big time. That you know, small business owners, and I just made me realize how much I I miss that. Mm. Like I, I I do get to do it on the you know maybe three sometimes four nights a week, but quite often you know if you go away on tour, sometimes it's only two nights a week. And yeah, I have breakfast well, you with you know it.
0: there are divorced parents as well who have to go through that stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean, but I uh, what is the noise? What was that? It's weird. It's haunting. Um, yep. The um, the thing about you eating and talking oh, – or sorry, reading a book and stuff, isn't that it goes against the conscious eating?
1: No, no. I don't, I don't read a book. I just tell a story. So, But sorry. isn't that,
0: again, going against conscious – no, I don't know. Maybe not. No, 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 no. Okay.
1: Because we make we, we up the story. So, okay. Going it. to
0: the Osher podcast. Now, the thing is, for me, uh, that – Entire podcast kind of like I said felt like it summed up what I've been what I've learned from my journey yeah. with weight loss. <laughs> I love that we can't even say it. Without... <laughs> no, I've stopped. I've stopped uh, hiding from it. I'm, I'm embracing. I've lent into a journey. It is a journey. It is a journey. It is absolutely. And a journey. there and is there a destination? The destination is just. Um, uh, it's always no, a journey. It's a continuous journey, right? Sure. <laughs> and you look and enjoy the views along the way. So the Don't journey they? that I've had is. <clears throat> His approach to diet is essentially what was successful for me in terms of running. Ah, running, yeah. So what basically his approach to diet is you do tiny, tiny incremental changes that are manageable and aren't a complete overhaul of your life. You just do slight changes and over time, those tiny changes become a permanent fix. So... When I quit drinking, so when I started seeing my therapist, the first approach was to quit drinking. right? Yep. So we worked on that and over, say, whatever long it took. We how long did f-
1: that take? What? To quit drinking. What? Like, Did you just take well, a day I stopped, together? get
0: uh, No, I stopped drinking and then went to see her and I just wanted to see uh, how I can hold on to it.
1: Uh, okay, so you just stopped and then developed Yeah, from so the day
0: I stopped drinking, I never drank again.
1: Yeah, it's funny. You hear other people go the other way around when they build up to a particular day and then that's the day they did it. But I was the same. I just had that day where I woke up the next day and went, nah.
0: Yeah. And I, I, you know, I don't talk about it enough, I guess, because I, I guess it, just based on talking to our mates and stuff like that, I got the feeling that everyone's like, oh, you know, it was easy for you. I'm like, Oh, no, I just don't talk about how difficult it is. I don't talk about how... Like, did you even tell... Was I speak on the podcast about how while I was in Edinburgh, I felt the pangs of wanting to drink again? No. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I felt while I was out and about a lot in Edinburgh, um, unlike in Australia where I'm more comfortable because I know everyone in the scene and stuff like that. When I was in Edinburgh, I'm meeting new comedians and comedians with high profiles and stuff like that. And again, that social anxiety of wanting to fit in and like be, you know, because you feel like an outsider. My instinct was to fuck, have a couple of beers, you relax. Like, obviously, I didn't do it, but it was interesting to notice that trigger kicking off again. And and then I had to tell myself, okay, well, we know what's happening. You're feeling a bit isolated. You're feeling a bit, you know, and you're feeling new. I, you know, you're a new kid in town or whatever that feeling. <laughs> yeah. So you just want to fit in just like in high school, just like in uni, all those things. So what? instead of drinking, what is it that alcohol would make you do right now that you think you need? And I was like, well, it'll probably stop making me second guess myself and like overthinking what I'm saying or not, you know. Because Australia, I can just, you know, with my mates, just be comfortable and sober yeah. and say dumb shit. I'm like, just do that sober. You don't have to get alcohol before you, you know, go for a riff that might not work. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, a... no, I, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, for me, it's been extremely hard. But I just don't. I guess I made it look easier because I didn't relapse. That's what I think is. Unf- yeah. it, it sort of. I felt like I got a bit of an unfair rap because it looked like I just snapped my fingers and was sorted. I'm like no, it, uh, yeah. it took ages for me to feel good about it. I was going home after gigs because uh, I didn't want to be around booze and stuff like that and I still have the pangs of wanting to drink a lot here and there. I just don't give in to them anymore. Like I have a cabinet full of alcohol like, you know, scotch and wines and all kinds of shit. I just don't even worry about it anymore because I've, I'm i confident that I'm not going to give in to it.
1: Well, I've got a, I've got a question for you because I just clocked two years mm-hmm. and, um, but I, I still get people and i don't know if you still get this where and especially mates and maybe in our scene as well who go wow 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 you you've done two years like that sort of they say with a sense of surprise or that you know after a while i'm just waiting for the day that it's just normal that i don't drink like yeah, is that is that's, like do what's people, the question so the question is do people still surprise that you don't drink yeah, yeah. okay so you I, still I, get especially
0: that. especially my uni mates and stuff like that because it was such a big part of who i was yeah it was such a like my identity was so much linked with being the pisshead and everyone knows oh dill's always drunk and dill's always fun and he's you know doing dumb shit all the time yeah. it's just like to know that i don't drink anymore is a is a weird one for my mates because that's how big it was part of my life yeah. that it like if you invited me for a fucking breakfast it's like ah dill's probably going to be hungover like yeah. it's somewhere or the other there's going to be alcohol in my system you know what i mean um so for them to find out that i've been 3 years off it <laughs> It's just, I it's think that's like my point. But it? it's
1: it's the start of the good, the bad, the ugly. This is what I don't understand. I Why don't is even your phone going, doing that. Just, I don't know. Like it's it's never done it before. If anyone can hear that, the good, the bad, the ugly. What, is that our show episode title? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so okay, going back to this day, the good, the bad, the science. <laughs> <laughs> the going back to this um, podcast, it was that it was basically summing up the struggles we've had all the years, which is that trying different diets, losing. He's not saying, by the way, that there's no immediate result. The immediate result's there. Oh, yeah. But it's about testing people down the track. So all these diets that are out there, it's ultimately he's he's trying to find one that is, you know, there five years later they've still kept it off, rather than, hey, what did you lose in, in six months? Like, you know, I lost two kilos in oh sorry, I lost ten kilos in two weeks, remember?
1: Oh I right? do not forget, it, it cost me a thousand bucks. <laughs> right, like I okay, forget
0: that so you know like you said it's you can do it you but can it's, do about, it. it's about whether you can bring, like, hang on to it that's yeah. the issue so for me I liked what he was saying it was uncomfortable for me to listen to because it goes against everything that fires me up because I'm so much about doing bets and doing a fucking let's go for a run how long do you want to run let's fucking
1: do a marathon like you know I'm yeah. all
0: about the big event and I, I've just started something that,
1: that I said I wouldn't do again like yeah, which is
0: why I'm so curious to how much you've gravitated to Michael Mosley's thing because I feel like it goes against... it Not that it goes against... It doesn't sorry, go no, against... No, 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 no it, let me finish. It 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 feels like it's anti the ethos of this podcast which we've tried to talk about which is about finding a sustainable model for ourselves. And you
1: need to read the book. No, I'm what not going to read the book. But, I'm, the minute, but that's, that's what, what, the, I'm that's what this like, is.
0: I, I said, for me, it's more like... This even you saying, again, please, I'm really sorry if this is coming off as being um, negative Nancy or whatever. But And I hope this works for you. I I, I swear to you, I really want this. Totally. But it's like the idea of restricting it to 800 calories for a month. It's like... I'm like, why? Like, because <laughs> you you were
1: on a good thing. You were yeah. already doing fine. You were losing weight,
0: and you managed to hold off. Totally. It. And why are you suddenly like? Because
1: I I want to support my partner doing something. Like, if she, and I and I like I love it because okay. then I'm looking at this as as a whole thing. I love it that we're doing it together because like sure she's had to see me go through a massive change, mm. and. And she wants to go through something that as well. And and the whole thing about it is in our head, we want to do it together. And that's and I was like, Of course, of course I wanna do it mm. together. I wanna to support you. But also our ultimate goal is which we've you know, and our kids are older, we're about to get Tayo out of nappies, and our life will change and I will burn that change table in the backyard. But we are <laughs> <laughs> But for parents out there, you like once you get out of that last kid out of nappies, you you, you the, the apprenticeship is over. Well, you maybe get to, let's... Hang on, hold on. You get to really start embracing your family unit. Cause you know, they are talking, they're achieving. Like, you know, we're about to plant our veggie garden for the summer. Like, I think we feel like this, you know, and this could be the transition that we're there eating the way we want to eat. Yeah. And sustaining it for like, you veggie, know, veggie the, the next, yeah, for the yeah. next 10 years. Like, my friend of mine, uh, shout out to Jacob, who does listen, uh, you know, he blew me away that he sold his house and then went further out because he wanted to get a bigger block of land. And he'd already had a big block of land, but even a bigger block of land to have the chickens, to have the goat, to have his veggie patch, to be able to eat that really healthy, sustainable uh, uh, eating uh, habits and process in his own backyard, and he's already doing that, and he's already organised that, but then he's even taking that step further. And right. I know that you know, where I'm going to live in the future will always be in the inner city because of what I do for work, but again, I found that a massive inspiration. So like, I agree. Like On paper, I totally, and I don't see it as a personal attack because it does go against what we've spoken about but also in this process, it's not just about one thing about counting calories and then going to this one. For us is to get to a point where we are just eating the healthy diet. It's just part of our life, which I feel like I'm already doing anyway. But it's not just about me now. It's about me and my family okay. and making sure that our end goal is that, you know, hitting to the cupboard, uh, eating all the healthy snacks that we want to do rather than just going down the supermarket. Because my favourite thing at the moment, and as a biggest achievement as a dad, is that I can go into the supermarket and my kids will go to the Coles and go, I want the green apple, I want the red apple, while other kids are just hanging, hanging for the chocolate. I want to keep that going, but then even make it more embracing and more exciting for my family.
0: Tell me what you didn't like about the... Um you said this – This what? Uh, so based on everything you just said mm. about your motivation for doing the mostly Fast 800, yeah. or given all of that, about yeah. the family unit and all that stuff, mm-hmm. what was it about – what is it that this guy in the Osha podcast, Dr. Nick Fuller, is saying that goes against those things?
1: Well, he, he puts it all into the fact that it's a diet. He doesn't believe in diets. Like he just goes, it's just another fad. It's just another phase. You'll stack it all back on. Like that's because he's talking about how it needs to be a lifestyle change. You need to embrace healthy eating. He doesn't believe in diets. And right, no, 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 I know. But so why is that? Why do you disagree with that? I don't disagree with that. You said you
0: didn't agree. You didn't. You didn't like what he was saying.
1: Oh, because it was uncomfortable because it was going against stuff I was doing Oh, now. no, no, right.
0: Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I can accept. Yeah. Like I said, for me as well, Like I'm, yeah. my brain is such that I always want the quick results and I want to, yeah. you know, like say, um, you know, I, I know I can I have that silver bullet if I want to lose 10 kilos in two weeks, I know what to do now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, when and, I was- I, and, I'm, and I've got that mentality and I'm not saying that I um, liked hearing that, that you know, good that it's against, it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I could not deny that what he was saying made sense. You know, yeah, yeah, what, totally. Like rapid weight loss and then suddenly you put it back on and then you rapidly lose it again and put it back on that yo-yo dieting yeah. is something you and I have talked about we struggled with for totally. decades, you know. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So what is it? So what did he say the in the Osher podcast that you didn't agree with?
1: There wasn't much.
0: So that's what I'm saying. So then what is it that then rather than looking at a long-term sustainable model of tiny incremental changes, which is also goes in line with that book I kept banging on about, um, um, fuck, it's called habit. What was the habit one? Atomic Habits. That Atomic I, Habits. When a listener of ours, a friend of ours, Bonnie, has started listening to Atomic Habits, already read Atomic Habits, and has a completely amazing uh, reformat of her life and her goals. And she posts some really cool stuff about uh, habit forming and how much of her yeah. values, understanding what your goals are before you, you know, why you're doing the goals you want. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and um, so for me, that these, this guy's, Idea of how to approach weight loss as a, say, a 12, a three year plan, yeah. as opposed to a six month rapid yeah, loss totally. thing, um, makes more sense to me because that is in line with the ethos of this podcast about yeah. finding something that you can find and stick to, which is, which for me, it was in line with the way Couch to 5K worked for me in terms of running, yep. the way the Atomic Habits book worked for me. So, what I'm saying is, why did you go, okay, uh, I'm hearing what this guy's saying, but I'm still going to go towards a model that you have tried and tested many times before. Yeah, you but said th- you're eight different diets. Yeah, but I, I, this is where
1: I, just t- I just said it to you a thousand times. It's not a one quick fix model. I said it's a three-stage process over the next 12 months. So that's what you see is the difference. Yeah, huge that's difference. What, that's what I'm trying to establish. Yeah, I wouldn't do that quick fix. I wouldn't just do counting calories to then lose weight and go, because f- I know I'll just pump up again. I wouldn't do it if I didn't think
0: – But how is that not that first month of 800 calories? Yeah, it is. But then so it's – so Oh, you're, hang so on. You're saying you can't –
1: Yeah, hello. Sorry. I thought we lost it.
0: No, but I, I feel like you're saying, oh, no, it's not a quick fix. Well, but it is. That's literally what it sounded like you just said.
1: It's the start of a three-phase. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, like I will lose the weight. Then the point is to maintain it, keep it off.
0: Well, that sounds exactly like what this guy was saying. Yeah, and the, that's the other lot. guy. The other podcast saying you lose like two kilos for the first month, and then you hang on to it for a month.
1: Yep, spot on. And that's exact. That's the approach we're taking: that we lose a certain amount of weight, and then you hold on to it. Then you might okay. lose a little bit more, pick okay. it up, and at the end, you at the weight that you like, and that you've got that healthy lifestyle, and that it's just embedded in your life. That mm. that's it. That's what we're doing I mean, over the next two months. Food. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, now, well, I know you're about, skeptical, and I love Devil's Advocate, because that's what uh, people are doing as well. You listen to our podcast. Yeah. So I, I, I'm really curious about that Like I said, th-
0: I'm happy for you to be the guinea pig and see how we go. So, yeah, a totally. Year f- a year from now where things are on your approach with it. And yeah, And totally. I'm glad you're excited. I'm glad you and your wife have something that you're working towards to, together with. Not married, met. but Yes. <laughs> <laughs> why are you so intense and I put it there no okay.
1: no no, no. It's like, um, have you ever noticed like I've started using uh, my wife in stand up and I was just like because it's so much easier but then yeah. if you say partner people question it um, we need to start wrapping up so we didn't yeah, we even did. get
0: the chance to talk about running uh, uh, but like basically last Friday I did 33 kilometres I know and we couldn't even talk about that
1: um, but it's good because we we've focused on the podcast we focused on the science of what we're doing like even though we're not scientists <laughs> But do you know what I mean? Like, I hope people actually listen to Usher's podcast and then listen to ours.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's why I said insisted. I, I feel like it, it's worth start using that as a starting point because I found it a complete game changer for me in terms of, you know, basically pointing out where my struggles have been over the last 20 years of trying to lose weight, yeah. or the, the, the 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 spectacle idea of it, like, let's do a big weight loss and then we we'll put it back on, and another big weight loss and put it back on. Like, I know I can do that, but I was like, well, this makes more sense where you take tiny, tiny, tiny changes, yeah. but over the course of two years, you've lost a lot more yeah, than, totally. than bouncing up and down. That's why I gravitated towards what he was saying um, more so than... Um, Doing another fad diet, and yeah. I, I still think that what he was saying can work in line with what I've already been doing. You yeah, know I mean, I don't think it's you know if it's, it's even fair to say that maybe after I lost that first thirty-five kilos or whatever, I've maintained. Ninety four, ninety six for the last year now. Totally, you know, so that's almost like my new equilibrium is now ninety four, ninety six. You know, yeah. between that amount. Well,
1: and we always we always talk about Freddie. Like when Freddie Flintoff was on, that he mm-hmm. pushed to get under a hundred, and then he realised that you know he he was actually more comfortable staying fit around the hundred, a hundred and five, when he thought he'd always right. be lower than that. Right, right. And it's exactly. also trying to find out where you want to sit, and that you're comfortable with.
0: Yeah, so I feel like you know, because um, like I th- it sort of spoke a lot to me about a a more. Uh, more, more uh, or an approach that is more in line with man, my brain's at you know what I mean, yeah. rather than going, okay, I'm gonna do a diet for a month and then I'll go cut, like, you know what I mean, like go crazy um, and lose like motivation. This is the problem, it's a motivation issue. It's like it's all uh, the the 5% that can stick to that, like, you have long-term results from diet, f- fat diets, Yeah. Um, the, the 95%, it's, it's a motivation thing. You can do it while you're into it, but after a while it gets bored and then we just gravitate to the next fat diet. Do you know what I mean? And,
1: and I think that's – and I've just realized that just talking about this, and I think this is probably going to be one of my favorite ebbs, but uh, I've just realized as well, it's like I have been able to achieve uh, – the podcast was the the, the start of it, uh, you know, and then you've able to achieve all this weight loss and that you change your life and you change your approach. And I realized that that's great. I am so proud that I've been able to achieve that. And I've been able to keep weight off. i uh, been able to change my lifestyle. So fuck, I, I ran 5Ks under 30, like 30 minutes. Yeah, like yeah. Stuff that I could never achieve. But now I really want to shift my focus and continue what I'm doing. But I also want to be able to have that same ethos for my family. That my family that, you know, we do focus on healthy eating and, and clear communication as a family. But I really want to go, like I want my kids in 10 years' time, that their their idea of eating fresh food and healthy food is the go-to rather than going for a quick, high-energy calorie fix. And that's a real long-term goal. But I reckon if you start putting things in place now and then make it a real, like, you know, it's like it's habit changing. But there's one thing about changing habits, which I've done myself, but there's another thing about changing your family's habits as a whole. And I reckon that's like, you you know, there's probably a million books out there about how to do it. But it's like now we're sort of heading uncharted territories for us. But I like it that as as a unit, the idea that you know, you know, you know, like in, you know, we're planning to live in Europe in seven years' time. The idea that we are actually there, going, we're eating a Mediterranean diet in the Mediterranean Sea. I don't know, but mm. the idea that in the future that it's us rather than just me. Yeah. 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 Sure.
0: And look, all right. Well, keep us in, keep us posted. And do you want to do a weigh-in, Oh, we don't have time? I do no, do, don't have time do, because it would be interesting to see where you're at. Actually, jump on the scales. Right, I reckon let's just, do it. You just jump on the scales all right. um, for me, so I can quickly tell people. So I do have the marathon coming up in uh, in nine days or something like that, and it's uh, I. Um, uh, I was really sick last week. I got super crook, like I lost yeah, my voice, correct. and it was really fun. Someone, uh, some listener, sent a uh, message going, uh, "Maybe try that flu shot," <laughs> 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 which is really funny. But um, I, uh, I found it really tough. But then I was falling behind my training because you got to do one big last long run, and so on. Last Friday, exactly a week ago, I decided to do the 33 kilometers, and Ben, mm-hmm. my body broke at 26. Like that I last that seven, that set what?
1: Like, don't you, if you run too much, you get those bone spurs in your
0: head? Man, I've got fucking, like, my... Oh, you pull your... Pad, he's in his jocks, but he's got his bum crack sticking out. All right, jump on the scales. Um,
1: 106.
0: 106 on the dot. Okay, cool. And uh, I'll quickly jump up as well. Um, yeah, and so I uh, I found it so challenging trying to run because, like, literally my quads were, like, spasming out of control. That's scary. I I know, I know. So when I say I'm going to do the marathon, I'm still saying I'm attempting the marathon. Like, I genuinely don't know if I'm going to be able to complete it yet because I'm not that... I'm like, I'm almost prepared to, like, not do it because I'm like, who gives a shit if I can't do it? I don't care anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to push myself to the point where I break my body I'm like no I don't want to do it are anything. you
1: running with anyone is anyone yes, running uh, with I'm you hopefully
0: going to be running with a friend of mine Mickey D aka Michael Dwyer who's a comedian from Adelaide I think we've spoken to him about him a few times yeah um, I and hopefully have him as a guest after the marathon he'll be in Melbourne so uh, uh, hopefully we get to have him there and chat to him about how the whole event went But um, we'll do one more uh, catch-up episode next week, I think, before the marathon um, uh, and sort of give people a bit of a timestamp of where I'm at, but I'm actually going to go ahead with it. Yeah. In the meantime, I started seeing Tommy Little's uh, physio, who is the guy who helped him do do the Antarctic thing and stuff. And oh my God the pain that guy put me through. Because,
1: dry needling? Did you dry no, needling? Not yet,
0: but uh, because what we're focusing on is as much as you can stretch your muscles and blah, 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 which by the way, I don't stretch anyway, which is another dumb thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm running fucking this stupid amounts without stretching. So I've started finally like getting a roller and rolling those things out. But he um, said that there's this tissue between your big muscles, like between the calves and the quads and stuff like that, that has a lot of calcium and potassium buildup because of the wear and tear. And he's ironing those out and it is fucking agony. <laughs> like I just like, like, it's just me just going for like an hour. Like, and I love
1: it. And you pay for the torture.
0: Mate, but I'm so fucking limber. So like, like, so now I'm in tapering mode, right? Which yeah. means that I have to cut back on like how intense my runs are, but I still need to get kilometers under my belt. So today, Friday, tonight, It's insistent at night time. I have to do 16 kilometers, which is fine. I can do that every night. Shut up! (laughs) Don't shut up! I thought you said every night. Tonight I have to do 16 kilometers. Tonight I have to do 16 kilometers, but then sleep and wake up at 6 a.m. and do another 16. So the idea is to get 32 under my legs, mm. but with a bit of a break. So yeah. it's really intense. Fuck. So I'm like, how is this tapering? Isn't am I not meant to be just eating pasta now or something like that? <laughs> just
1: carb loading something but, chronic.
0: But it's so fucking intense. And I'll I'll tell you this, folks. Uh, take it from Uncle Dill. If you're thinking of training for a marathon um don't, don't rush try. it no don't rush <laughs> it yeah, 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 yeah just take your time with it do baby like so i did half last year that was my longest last year exactly for the same marathon event yeah and then decided i'll go for the full this year and i still don't think that was enough time i feel like that even though i've done crazy amounts of running i am still i believe i haven't done it correctly
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Do you know what i mean like yeah. i'm sure
0: i can get across the line maybe but i i mean all kinds of agony i feel like you know like, yeah yeah, yeah don't get me wrong like i love i love the psychological joy that of knowing i'm able to do 33 kilometers now like of course yeah totally exciting, the fact that i i know that you know running like half marathon is now just easy <laughs> like Five. you know what I mean like I can just do that on, on a way I know because that's like,
1: my that's, I'd love to be able to do that right
0: and so that's okay so take that from me God, You, if I can do it any genuinely anyone can <laughs> like I swear I'm not even trying to be like you know like uh, self-dificating or anything but it's true like I, I couldn't run 100 meters in January last year and now half a marathon is just <laughs> so I can just, funny. What?
1: what. You know, it's true. It's like the amount of people that listen to this and go, "Fuck yeah, it's true." If and he I th- can do thank
0: it. you to all those people who have been messaging and yeah. telling me that how much they've inspired, been inspired by me to sort of get couch to five k yeah. and do. Fuck, I things.
1: did five k. So yeah,
0: so but you know, sixteen tonight and then sixteen tomorrow morning.
1: So let's jump on the scales. So I'm on the scales, um, and while we do this, uh, shout out to uh, listener Dan who came and popped up uh, after uh, just before the gig last night. Uh, in the city here, Melbourne Euro at ninety four point eight. Ninety four point eight. So let's see what it is afterwards. Uh, and again, just to remind it. Look, all the listeners, thanks for just supporting the show. We absolutely love it. Thanks for sharing it with friends. And we don't get sick of meeting you at gigs. We don't love the messages. We love hearing your stories, Mm. uh, both the ups and downs. We absolutely love it. Uh, And, you know, another woman came up and said, you know, listening to the podcast, she's, you know, lost a a total of 40 kilos and that she said it's just been helping her along the way in her weight loss journey. And we absolutely love it. And I know today's, it was a bit serious, but because that's what we like about our show. It's got, it's sometimes we can't stop laughing and other times we just really want to pick apart what each other's doing. That's why we love it.
0: All right, folks, thank you so much. Don't forget to follow us on the socials. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Uh, ben Thomas yep. Comic on Instagram. Dil J on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, and Fitbit Pod. Uh, yeah, send us your thoughts on these uh, on today's app, especially if you've uh, what do you whether you found. Uh, that Osher podcast interesting or whether it resonated with you. Uh, If you're trying the fast 800 diet like Benny's, let us know. And thank you again to Shane for putting me onto that uh, Osher podcast because I found it uh, a genuine game changer for me and it's made me really reassess how I want to approach the rest of my life.
1: Uh, We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.